a duck, quack, quack, went into a pharmacy and asked for some chapstick. And the pharmacist uh, got the chapstick, and the pharmacist then asked the duck how he wanted to pay for it. And the duck said, just put it on my bill. I've, I've been here all weekend. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and Lent is the season of the church year where you and I are invited to stop quacking around with our lives and to settle down in silence and spend some extra time listening to Him, listening to Christ. Now that's something we should do individually, but we should also do that together as a parish family, as a Christian community. What exactly is a Christian community? And that's something we've been starting to explore this line at St. John's by looking at five characteristics of Christian community. What characteristic did we look at last week? Worship. Right, worship. A Christian community worships. So how's your worship life going? But today we're looking at a discipling community. A Christian community disciples. Say that word after me. Disciples. Now in today's Gospel reading from Mark, which we just heard, Jesus makes this tremendous offer to this crowd that is sort of circusing around him. Now you have to recall that at this point, Jesus already has students. Jesus already has apprentices. What the Bible usually calls disciples. And this included women and men. But did you hear? He then makes this offer. He makes this offer to the, anyone in the crowd. A very easy, so easy, he makes it for them to join his school of discipleship. If anyone had become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake, for the sake of the gospel, will save it. Well, that's easy, right? I mean, sign me up. I mean, who wants to you know, deny yourself, take up your cross, lose your life in the gospel? Sounds really appealing. Question for you. Raise your hand if you have been baptized. Okay, follow-up question. If you have ever witnessed the baptism of someone else in the Episcopal Church, raise your hand. Okay. That means you have renewed your baptismal vows a time or two or three. Well, surprise I have for you. Drum roll, please. Very good. You've already signed up for Jesus' School of Discipleship in your baptism. So let the self-denying, cross-taking up, losing your life in the gospel times begin. Amen? You weren't too enthusiastic about that. Okay, we got that one. One good uh, amen there. Now I have a statement. You can tell me whether it's true or false. In the Gospels, Jesus spent a lot of time preaching to crowds of people. True. Not a trick question. True. Absolutely. But if you read the Gospels very carefully, you will see that he spent the Aslan share of his time with smaller groups of people, making disciples. There was a sort of larger group, that wasn't that big, of women and men. And then there were the twelve, and then out of the twelve there was the inner three, Peter, James, and our own St. John. And he spent time with them, making them disciples. 
Now, the church is not a business per se. There are things we can learn from the business community. We have business elements in our life together. We need to do that well, of course. But in the fullest understanding, church is more than a business per se. But, if you were to sit down and think about what business is the church in? What business is the church in? How might you answer that? I heard saving souls. I heard some other things. Yeah, there's probably a number of good answers we might reply to what the church's business is. But one good answer is, the church is in the disciple-making business. Because that's what Jesus spent the majority of his time doing. So maybe we should do that too. Now, a disciple worships regularly, but so do some churchgoers. A churchgoer and a disciple are not the same creature. A churchgoer and a disciple are not exactly the same. And we have settled in the Western world, in North America particularly, for far too long, we've settled for just being churchgoers and not being disciples. So here's the difficult Latin question for today. Are you just a churchgoer or are you a disciple? And I'll rewind in case you didn't get it. Are you just a churchgoer or are you a disciple? Difficult question for sure. But it's a very appropriate question for you and I to wrestle with during Lent. It's also an important question for us to wrestle with as a Christian community, as a parish family. Because if it's St. John's, if we are not committed to making disciples of Jesus, and giving people practical teaching and support and encouragement, and the who, what, where, when, hows, and whys of discipleship, then we really aren't being a Christian community. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. The Lutheran pastor was executed by the Nazis for his resistance to Hitler. In his book, many of us are reading together for Lent, in his book, Life Together, Dietrich Bonhoeffer has this to say about discipleship. Quote, Christianity without the living Christ is inevitably Christianity without discipleship. And Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ. End of quote. There were two college teams that were rivals, and they were getting ready for their big game. And the night before, despite the coach's orders, uh, some of the players went out to a local bar. And the two captains were there with some of their players. And one of the captains said to the other, You guys better just give up now, or you're going to be geography. And the other captain sort of looked at him and said, uh, Don't you mean uh, we better give up or you're gonna, we'll be history? And the first guy said, Don't change the subject. <laughs> change the subject. Stick with me here. A church that disciples always keeps the life and death, the teachings, the resurrection of Jesus Christ as its primary subject. The Reverend Dr. Marilyn Salmon, who is an Episcopal priest and a preaching professor, talked about discipleship. In fact, she's talking about this lesson today. But here's what she has to say about discipleship. Quote, 
Jesus defines discipleship as a contrast between human values and God's values. According to human values, one's own life comes first. Now we might be kind and generous and thoughtful toward others, yet cultural norms dictate the priority of our own safety or privilege or physical comfort. Jesus advocates risking your life for the sake of the other. In other words, be willing to lose your life for the sake of the gospel in order to save it. End of quote. So here's the difficult question again. Are you just a churchgoer or are you a disciple? And if you say, I don't know what that means, you know your answer. It's a good question to wrestle with with God on your own, with a friend, in a marriage, in a family. In fact, turn to your neighbor, if you have one nearby, and say, are you a churchgoer or a disciple? Go on, don't be shy. Some of you shy types. So, are you ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus? Christianity, folks, offers an incredibly rich, life-affirming, celebration-making, God-connecting, world-changing way of life. But like with many excellent things, especially things that are excellent eternally, it also requires a way of life of sacrifice and challenge. I mean, just think about it on the personal level. Liking is optional. Love is required. Think about those unfun people in your life. That requires a lot of sacrifice and challenge to do that, right? And then think about on a social level. Reducing poverty, reducing violence, any number of other causes that disciples should be involved in. Those causes require sacrifice and challenge as well. For 2,000 years, women and men, boys and girls, from many nations and many languages have found in carrying their crosses a pathway not just to eternal life, but to abundant life now. Now, this morning, I have a dare for you. Yes, your rector, your pastor is going to dare you. In fact, I'm going to triple dare you. And a quadruple dare you. When you come forward to receive Holy Communion, ask yourself, be honest with yourself and God, am I a disciple or am I a churchgoer? And then as you receive that gift of Eucharist, or receive a blessing, as you receive that gift, see yourself as once again, or maybe for the first time, signing up for Jesus' school of discipleship. Amen.